0: of the program brought to you by our friends at boondocks barbecue burgers and brews and county highway q good place good stuff out there in oconomowoc uh, uh really it's uh um it, when you talk about uh, where they're located they got stone bank wisconsin technically but uh good people county road k i said q i, I county road k County Road K uh, in Oconomowoc. But uh, they got a lot of events coming up. And they're doing the food truck for Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, who has their bike night uh, coming up tomorrow night as well. So look for Boondocks out there. They're not just a destination. They also come to you at many different locations and many different events. So look for Boondocks Barbecue, Burgers, and Brews. And uh, that's in uh, Stonebank, Wisconsin, Oconomowoc. County Road K. Great people. And we, we got to get a show out there. we got to get a show out there eventually. Big time. Uh, Mark says he has an issue with the power rankings. Power rankings should go like this. Mark says his power rankings are Buffalo, Kansas City, Philly, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, the Rams, then the Chargers. He said, how can you put the Rams behind the Chargers? The Rams are a better team. They're Super Bowl tested. Uh, The Chargers have not won anything yet. Well, but, you know, neither's Philly. Philly hasn't won anything. They're not Super Bowl tested. You know, Buffalo hasn't been to a Super Bowl since Moses was a baby. I can't base it upon that. He said two is the real deal. Don't knock him. Uh, I wasn't knocking him. I said, look, if he continues to play like this, he's they're going to continue to ascend. Right? No big deal. Uh, then he says uh, San Francisco and Baltimore. He said, I have a lot more faith in San Francisco now that Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. Lamar Jackson, overrated. You can't say Lamar Jackson's overrated. Why would you say that? Because Baltimore lost? You're talking about a guy, first of all, he's won the MVP. Um, And granted, he has not looked beyond reproach since then. But are you really going to look at that game and go, yeah, Lamar Jackson, overrated. In a game in which they got beat, Okay, in a game in which they got beat, yeah, two or three for six touchdowns, but Lamar Jackson had a quarterback rating of over 140. He had three touchdowns of his own. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he accounted for almost like 400 yards of offense. Something like that. Between running the ball and throwing the ball. How can you say that Lamar Jackson's overrated? So, I, I, don't, I don't agree with you there. I understand where you're coming from, but I don't agree with you. Uh, by the way, uh, this is from uh, Jesse, who said, did you see that the Buccaneers signed wide receiver Cole Beasley? I did. He signed to the practice squad. Uh, and both Chris Godwin and Julio Jones, they're dealing with injuries. Julio Jones, you knew that was coming. It was just a matter of time. Chris Godwin uh, trying to come back, and Evans suspended that one game. So, uh, they signed Cole Beasley maybe. He, uh, you know, practices this week, and then suddenly he's elevated. But Cole Beasley's been sitting out there. Uh, Evans, by the way, and I was correct in this assumption, Mike Evans' appeal. They did appeal. Uh, I know they said they were going to, but they did appeal this morning, and the appeal is going to be expedited and heard this afternoon. So we will find out probably a little bit later on this afternoon whether or not Mike Evans is going to get the one-game suspension uh, suspension, uh, reduced to zero games and heavy fine. That's what he's hoping for. You'd rather be fined a large amount than suspended for a game without pay because you lose that paycheck as well. But uh, the big issue for Evans is not the fact that he shoved somebody. It's that he came off of the bench, off of the field, onto the field to shove somebody. And to do what he did. And the NFL takes a very dim view of that. So just getting you caught up on some of the news and notes. So there you go. Uh 867 You want to find us, please do so. This is a weird story, by the way. Um, I, And I got to admit, I, I didn't... Ben found this. Ben, this whole chess player deal... <laughs> yes. I, uh, and I keep forgetting to bring it up. And it... it, it <sighs> A top U.S. chess player has become the, uh, the headline is, has become the victim of a bizarre rumor that he used a sex toy to beat the world champion.
1: Yes, a vibrating. He didn't
0: beat him up with a sex toy, by the way.
1: No, just just a vibrating anal bead is what is being accused.
0: I'm just pausing to let that sink in there for a minute. Now, we have heard people banging on garbage cans. We have heard about little, you know, things, gadgetry on your watch. We have heard of Spygate, Deflategate, every other gate that's out there. Uh, I have never, ever in the world of competition and or sports, we have heard of steroids, gender misleading, all kinds of stuff. But I have never heard of anal That's what we have now. The un- unsubstantiated rumor. <laughs> I can't say it with a straight face. Have spread online suggesting that uh, the American chess grandmaster, which his name is Hans Neiman, He used a sex toy to beat the Norwegian world champion Magnus Carlson. Nieman is 19. He beat Carlson. A stunning upset, they say. In the Sincafield Cup on September 4th, he ended Carlson's 53-game unbeaten streak despite having begun the tournament as the lowest-rated player, which sparked speculation when he withdrew from the tournament the following day and tweeted a cryptic video of a Portuguese soccer manager saying, I prefer really not to speak. If I speak, I'm in big trouble. Uh, for whatever reason, many observers, including Japanese Grandmaster Hakaru Nakamura, interpreted Carlson's message as suggesting that Neiman cheated during the tournament. Neiman later admitted to having cheated in online tournaments when he was 12 and 16, but said that he had uh, since reformed and vehemently denied cheating against Carlson. Uh, if they want to strip me fully naked, I'll do it. I don't care because I know I'm clean, Neiman said. Uh, You want me to play uh, in a closed box with zero electronic transmission? I don't care. I'm here to win, and that's my goal. He also fired back at Nakamura on Twitter, accusing him of making frivolous insinuations. Um, This is the theory. This is the theory Um, that he used anal beads (laughs) to cheat. I got to admit, Ben, there's a lot of things in the world I've used to cheat. Never used anal beads. Just an FYI. You know, if you want to get a little edge, maybe you're looking at your phone, doing some trivia or something when you're doing uh, trivia in the bar or your computer, but I've never used anal beads. And I don't even know how to. No, no, even don't even know how to. Uh, he, <laughs> he said he always had anal, anal beads in his butt for the past 10 years. The theory gained momentum online. Canadian grandmaster Eric Hansen and Amanda Hamilton discussed the anal beads theory uh during a Twitch live stream. Elon Musk then deleted it. Uh it, I, I, how 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 do you use anal beads to cheat at chess?
1: Would you like me to literally explain it as a former What is the what is what is the theory here? So first of all, none of this surprises me as a former uh Significant chess player and uh, you know participant in that world. I th- a lot of people cheat. A lot of people go through great lengths to cheat. So uh, the fact someone would go to this length does not surprise me in any way. Um, okay. The way that you cheat by doing this is you have somebody watching the game and uh, in tournaments it's all spread out and there are observers and right. I mean usually you obviously can't talk with them because then it'd be clear. But the observer is maybe relaying to someone else. Who puts it into a computer who then submits a vibrating transmission you know to the to the anal bead and then that would then tell the player what move to make or what move to consider making Mm -hmm. and it all came up because he did this whole variation that no one had ever seen before Um, so I don't know it's probably my favorite story of the year I cannot get enough of it these two then played again a couple days later or a couple days Mm -hmm. ago actually and Carlson the one not cheating the Grandmaster uh, he forfeited after the first move and said I will not play you so the petty world of chess it's beautiful so is there like a
0: <laughs> is there like a vibration to say you know rook to queen <laughs>
1: Kind of like that. (laughs) I mean, you're joking, but yeah, no, there's because there's notation. It's kind of like a Morse code type of thing where maybe it's two buzzes for a bishop, three for a knight, four for a pawn. And then there are all of the squares on the board are labeled. So I they he might get thirty five buzzes a turn, which, you know, (laughs) it seems like a lot, but it worked and he won. So kudos Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Oh, we go from last night's NFL, two teams in the NFL that are could that could be vying for a Super Bowl to a story about vibrating anal beads and cheating in the world of chess. We cover it all here on the Bill Michael Show, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Just to say it.
1: Oh, my goodness. I have my finger uh, on the I, pole spill. Again, I, I spent many time at these tournaments when I was in you know elementary school, middle school. I saw a lot of cheating in my own eyes. I, I just can't get enough of it. It's the greatest oh, story I've God. ever seen.
0: Oh. <laughs> just... oh, my goodness. I, I got to admit, I am uh, in some areas of life. I am relatively naive, and uh, the world of vibrating anal beads and cheating in chest, I have to admit, that is... that is <laughs> That slipped by the old goalie on that one. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, my God. Wouldn't you... Wouldn't you notice it if you're sitting across from somebody and you hear... I mean, you, you can't just play it off as your abdomen growling in sequence, right? I mean, wouldn't you notice that if you're the opponent and they're sitting there? Now, then, again, if you're not sitting on a hard chair, if you're sitting on a a, a soft cushion chair, maybe not. But wouldn't you notice that? Like, you know, and again, I'm not astute in the world of anal beads. So somebody would have to call this program and go,
1: you know, I use them all the time, you know, or whatever. But wouldn't you notice that? I would think you would see your opponent's facial expression as the <laughs> turn goes along. It depends where it's positioned, I guess. I notice my phone buzzing
0: in my back pocket, and I can hear others' phones buzzing in their back pocket. <laughs> I think I would notice in a quiet hall playing a game of chess against the grandmaster whether or not his ass was buzzing. <laughs> Oh my God, I can't take it anymore. (laughs) I gotta take a break. We got more coming up after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Stadium, and I wrote your number on a 50 yard line. You were always a perfect one and a valedictorian, so under your number, I wrote, Come for a good time. I only wanted to get your attention, but you overlooked me somehow. Besides, you had too many boyfriends to mention. Talk too loud. How do you like me
0: now? Welcome back. How you like me now? We got to put the train back on the tracks. Holy crap! Holy crap! Uh, I'll say this though: um, the uh, our buddy Steve says the train has left the tracks and it exploded. Uh, the world of vibrating anal beads. <laughs> Nicholas said, I love how much Ben loves this story. And uh, then uh, the Joker says, quote, how do you use anal beads to cheat at chess? Quite possibly the greatest
1: thing Bill Michaels has ever said. (laughs) Listen, as a former sixth grade elementary school uh, national champion, I take this stuff seriously. I don't like when my game is disgraced.
0: Uh,
1: The other question, and this is the best.
0: This is the best. I saved the best for last. Jason says, think of this, guys. How many times did they have to practice this to get it right? Never thought of that. Never thought of that at all. So there you go. If you're just tuning us in, my apologies, but you're going to have to find the story. I put it over on Twitter and over on the Facebook fan page. But, It'll be in the podcast. Don't you guys worry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't forget uh, the podcast, Spotify, Apple iTunes, uh, over on Google Podcasts. You can find everything at com as well.
1: So there you go. One final minor note. My favorite part of everything is that Elon Musk was the one who started the rumor. I don't know where that came from, but his name is just right in the middle.
0: Really? I wonder how Elon Musk knows. He knows everything.
1: He's probably the one who sold them on Amazon.
0: <laughs> yeah, he brought. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, that's Jeff
1: Bezos, though.
0: Elon Musk is the uh, the uh, the. Oh, Tesla I get my guy.
1: tycoons.
0: Yeah, um, yeah you get your billionaires screwed up. Yeah, sometimes. Elon. Well, Elon Musk. Maybe you know because he uh, was going to buy Twitter and then didn't buy Twitter, but he's got his hand in the internet. Maybe he found out in some way, shape, or form that the buying power of this particular person. Was into the adult variety, on things being home delivered. Tesla. So there you go. Yeah, Tesla. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, after that whole mess, I would not be, you know, I, I would not, I would not chastise you if you completely left the program all altogether. <laughs> just because things are just so bizarre. Ah, this is, uh, who is this? This is Ellie. Ellie says, as a longtime Bills fan, finally, we have a legitimate shot at getting to a Super Bowl after the four years that we went back to back to back to back and only to have disappointment overtake us. It looks like our Bills mafia is running strong. By the way, I prefer the ketchup and mustard to everything else you have mentioned. Really? As the the condiment to be sprayed upon you? You're a little vixen, you Oh, my goodness. Uh, this is from Art. Art says, Tom Brady, not what he used to be. This is going to be his last year. He's going to try to go out with a bang, but it's going to go out very quiet like a fart in church. That's from Art. Art, the old fart in church reference. Never gets old. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just... Oh, my goodness. That was funny. Uh, Then what else do we have here? Real quick, quick, uh, this is from uh, Chris. uh, Oh, no, I already read that one. Nicholas says, uh, hey, guys, I think you love this story just a little bit too much. You're killing me here. He says, serious question, though. If Alan Lazard is our best receiver, what does that say about the Green Bay Packers in comparison to other teams that have weapons on the outside and how frustrated could Aaron Rodgers possibly be? If he gets so mad that they didn't go out and get anyone else – Would he end up leaving after this season? Well, remember, they did get Sammy Watkins, and it wasn't like they didn't try to get anybody else. Now we could wait and see, and maybe OBJ comes back and he's healthy, and then, yeah, they say, okay, look, Julio Jones, albeit he's injured, as we all suspected, down in Tampa Bay, if he comes back and plays well and looks like he can still play, and you think, well, maybe just a change of scenery. And remember, OBJ even thought about coming to Green Bay last year. Maybe, uh, Maybe he makes another run at it. And if he can come back, and even if he's just a decoy, he can help. It certainly can't hurt, right? Even if he's just a decoy, who the hell cares? And I would assume he's not going to cost you a ton of money coming off of a, an ACL. But we have seen guys come back from ACLs as wide receivers and play extremely well. So I'm I would not count out that possibility. That uh, that how good. OBJ is, and if he comes back and he's ready to go and passes a physical, that maybe the Packers would go after him, especially if if the offense struggles. If it looks like it's going to be a constant check-down offense, no vertical game, and you're relying strictly upon the guys up front to block for the running backs, and you don't have that downfield presence, yeah, I, I would say go after him. I would say go after him. I mean, I would. What's it going to cost you? Um, (laughs) The Bud Light live stream is just killing me, man. You guys are great. Funny stuff today. Um, We do. uh, By the way, I did want to make a mention of this. We do have some odds and ends uh, that I wanted to get to. Uh, Oh my god! (laughs) God. Paul in Menasha says, forget about practicing with the anal beads. You have to build up a tolerance to them before you can start anything. Paul, I don't even want to know how you know. I just don't. Oh, man. Uh, After this weekend's performance, the odds uh, from betonline.ag have changed a bit. The Green Bay Packers have gone from 16-1 to to 14-1. to They've gone up. They are now fifth. Fifth right now, fifth odds on favorite to win a Super Bowl this season. Buffalo Bills number one at nine to two. Uh, you got Kansas City sitting at seven to one, eight to one Tampa Bay Philadelphia has gone from 14 to one to 10 to one, followed by the Packers, Chargers, Rams, 49ers, Ravens, and then Vikings. Vikings now sitting at 22 to one after starting 40 to one on the season with those odds. So uh, the Lions, by the way, are off the board. The Lions, the Lions, below the Commanders and the Steelers, the Lions are off the board. They consider every other team in the National Football League to be so far better. Than the Detroit Lions, that the Lions don't even get odds. Like if, if you're a Lions fan, and you think every year I put 10 bucks on my team to win the Super Bowl, and every year they lose it. But one year I'm gonna hit. You're not even available to bet on your team at this point. They have been wiped off the board. New England right now is fifty five to one. The Washington Commanders are eighty to one. Eighty to one. And the Lions are less than the Commanders. Think about that. That's how bad you are. And I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're going to surprise people. I think by the end of the season, I say within the next five weeks, the Lions are back on the board. I think the Lions are back on the board. I think the Lions are going to win a few more games this year than what uh, what we've thought in the past. I think the Lions are back on the board. Going to take a stab at it. How can you have the Washington Commanders on the board and not have the Detroit Lions? Seriously. How can you have a team like, say, I don't know, Tennessee? They just look bad. Pittsburgh. We, Mitch Trubisky looks bad. The Commanders are awful, but yet you're going to pick on the Lions. A guy in Jared Goff, been there, done that, off the board. That's sad. Just is. Um. Oh, my God. Steve says, which NFL team do you think is going to use them to get the advantage? Screw the NFL. Which Which batter? Which Major League Baseball player? You know, you get the buzz if it's going to be a fastball. Or you get the buzz if it's going to be a breaking pitch. Don't swing at it. How about that? Huh? Which, NFL, or, which M, or which MLB player is going to be... You can't use it in the uh, NBA. But which Major League Baseball player will get something like that? Excuse me. Swing and a miss. God. We were back. Oh, yeah, but people just love to uh, throw us right back into the gully,
1: you know? Well, I was going to say, right you're, back down. you're talking about Lazard and wide receivers, who the Packers could go after, it depends how good they are at chess. <laughs> well, the chess match that you have to play with Aaron
0: Rodgers just to be able to gain his trust and be smarter than the average bear. Yeah, okay. I see that. Not a, not a great road to go down by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, my God. Oh, let's do this. Uh, uh, so, Rodgers was on McAfee, huh? He is now. Nothing okay. wildly interesting. Okay, well, we'll hear a little bit from yeah. Aaron Rodgers when we come back. But let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stenny's, second and National Walker's Point. As they say, you should be here. Stenny's, great place to go. Always good fun uh, over at Stenny's. And uh, they are like the Cheers of Milwaukee. They're running shuttles to all the games. So much good stuff down there. Stop into our friends at Stenny's again, second and National Walker's Point. Tremendous place, tremendous uh, atmosphere and uh, as I've said before, I'll say it again. They always say you should be here. Stop in, tell Ryan and the whole gang. Serve them up. Best wings, the Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread. That's our good friends in Stenies. More of the Bill Michaels show next. This is the Bill Michaels
1: show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs>
0: right there on the edge of the lake right by smoky's bait shop great place to go and they have watch parties they have uh contest all the time they have meat raffles they have different ticket packages to, that they give away they have weekly entertainment there's so much good stuff that is our friends over there at curly's waterfront pub and grill and uh, right there on pewaki lake stop in tell ryan and his staff uh howdy if you're out and about in the uh, lake country area but uh, curly's waterfront pub and grill good place good food And you still got a little time to kind of sit outside on the deck and enjoy things as well. Watch the boats go by on the lake. Pretty much fishing boats at this point in time. Not a lot of pleasure uh, boats. Maybe some jet skis and such and roll around. But just a beautiful place. Really nice. 877-867-1670. So uh, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show uh, first and foremost talked about, you know, kind of not writing off certain teams when you just look at them and go, okay, week one was a disaster. They look terrible. And then it's the dramatic overreaction. He said, hey, you can't write off teams after only one week.
2: To have major overreactions and write teams off completely is always a mistake, and it keeps happening every single year in our business. Mm-hmm. To do it after two weeks, I would say, is the same, the same thing. To crown somebody early in the season, uh, there's so much that can happen. There's so many different momentum swings and confidence rollercoaster that teams go on and injuries that can happen. And uh, for us, you know, we're fortunate. We played in a tough environment on the road. We came home to our crowd, incredible environment, against our longtime rivals who were riding high off a big win in week one. And we took care of business.
0: There you go. Kind of says it uh, tongue-in-cheek and laughing. But he's right. I mean, think about it right now. Bills are favored to win a Super Bowl, right? There's a couple of injuries you could get along the way would completely negate that. And injuries, as we know, are a huge part of the NFL. So he's he's 100 percent. And then he goes on to talk about, well, the game against the Bears after week one, when everybody started to write them off and say how bad they were, couldn't move the football defense sucks, the whole thing. And Matt LaFleur said, you know, we got to be dedicated at getting the ball into the hands of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon more often. They have to run it. They have to have more touches. We have to work that aspect of our game. And sure enough, they did.
2: No, it changes every week. It really does. I mean, the, the goal is to get 33 and 20 at the ball. Uh, you know, it would be nice to get them a number of touches, you know, in the 15 range, at least for each of them. But it just depends on how the game goes. Some games flow differently than others. And week one. Uh, the way it went and the score and the inability to, uh, you know, to be efficient and to keep drives going. We did have opportunities to get those guys' runs, but I felt like, you know, we were uh, five for nine, I believe, on third downs, so that gives you more opportunities. The fact that we only had nine third downs in the entire game with, I think, 69 plays, nice uh, for the game, but... Uh, but that gives you more opportunities to run the football. I mean, I think week one, we were, I don't know, one or two conversions on third down the entire game. So it's just, it, it depends. It, you know, there's big deals made about it. Oh, you know, there's a conscious effort to get the ball. These guys know. No, every game there's a conscious effort to get the ball to your best players. Okay. But the flows of different games don't allow it sometimes or allow, you know, maybe even more in, in, in other games.
0: Um, which is true. Sometimes you look at it and if you're all of a sudden falling behind early on in a ball game, you gotta throw the football well you're not gonna get it in the hands consistently of you know Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I mean, that's that's a great big duh right there. Uh, the one thing <laughs> shouldn't say speaking of our topic in this half hour of the program, but uh, the ayahuasca celebration. He discusses that you love lazard doing that isn't it? how come you had a different reaction to the ayahuasca than everybody
1: else that took it out of the nfl football there from uh,
2: i will say you know there's i don't want to send the wrong message you know this that's not what happens you don't you're not standing up you know drinking ayahuasca and then have this you know jesus revival you know slain in the spirit thing that happens to you it's uh it's, it's it's not like that. There's, you you, there's, you uh... did
0: this. You did that. That's that's what you did. You did. Ah, did you did it take you back? Did you feel it whenever the the NFL football kind of dumped out a little ayahuasca right into that fake cup there, and then you drink it, and then you ah, did the playing guard find you again? once the time in the end zone there, Aaron Rodgers? Well, that
2: was a celebration that Alan and I talked about a couple of years ago. Uh, oh. that was just really him and I, you know, because. Bobby and I had a little thing, and you know, and him and I had our own thing, and then Bobby and Alan had their own thing, right? And then on Friday, Alan kind of spread that to the rest of the guys. So I was aware they were doing something, and I just wanted to get over there and get involved. And then when I realized he was doing the tea thing, then I remembered what our celebration between him and I was. And again, you know, I'm not sending the wrong message. Uh, there's no, there's that's not. What happens in ayahuasca? You don't have some sort of like immediate pass out, faint into oblivion. You yeah. you uh, you know after a while, you know you have
0: some uh, some incredible uh, experiences. So you have incredible experiences. If I'm a tea company and I have got ayahuasca as one of my uh, one of my products, I am uh, I'm using that for everything it's worth. I'll credit Aaron Rodgers. I'll credit the Pat McAfee Show. But if you drink ayahuasca, you have incredible experiences. The the world of vibrating anal beads. (laughs) And uh, also uh, the question is when, uh, because the power went out via the headset. I don't know if people knew that during the game. They were having problems with the communication. And there was a couple of times where, had the binoculars specifically on Rogers. They're trying to get the play in because they called a couple of timeouts. I think three or four in that game, first and second half combined, where they couldn't get the play in on time. They couldn't get everything set. They couldn't get to the line of scrimmage. It just it it just wasn't working. And um, they uh, you know, I could see Rogers going like, "Come on, come on, come on!" and and Matt Lafleur is getting animated. And then you realize that the headsets were going out. So the question was, okay. Aaron at what point do you have the power to just go ahead and and change things do what you want run your own play change it to something else at what point do you have that power to kind of make your own play and you make that decision is that something that's always been the case and is that 100 percent true that is not true no it's not 100%. <laughs> oh,
2: oh then are not lying on okay. tv
0: tubby then how often does that happen where you have two plays and you make the call
2: I would say, I don't know, in the 40 to 50% on the top end, max, probably. Flow of the game. Then though. there's 100% of the time I can change it to whatever I want. Now, 60% of the time that I do change it to what I want, it works every time. So i got to be very careful about what that 60% is compared to that 40% of
0: the run-pass option. So there you go. He's... Got 100% anonymity when it comes to autonomy, I should say, when it comes to changing the play at the line of scrimmage. 60% of the time, it works every time. The 40% is sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't. So depending on what the percentage is there. But Aaron Rodgers saying that, yeah, you know what, if I want to change it, if I want to do something else, and 40% of the time I get two plays, I can pick one. So there you go. Some, uh, some news and notes from Aaron Rodgers coming out of the – nothing earth-shattering today coming out of the, the Pat McAfee show. But uh, nevertheless, a note. Um, this one is from uh, Mizzy who said – Mizzy, listening to us, by the way, in Michicot, says uh, that Aaron Rodgers, uh, not a mega-volume passer – But a solid passer who can call his own plays, smart enough to understand the game, trying to get everybody to elevate to his level without understanding everybody has their own level that they can elevate elevate to, there are ceilings, some of them glass, some of them concrete. Need to realize that. Thank you very much. On that note, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back, wrap things up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Albanese's Row House, Joey. Great Italian food out in the western portion of uh, Waukesha, or the western portion uh, of Milwaukee into Waukesha. And it's right there on Blue Mound Road, right next to Menards. A good family atmosphere. Fall bocce ball leagues forming as we speak. Fall bocce ball. So when the leaves are falling, the bocce balls are falling as well. They even do it in the wintertime. I've seen them out there playing and shoveling bocce ball courts in the wintertime. But they got bocce ball leagues going on. Great place to go in, watch a game, get some good food. And you can watch it over in the Dominic Sports Bar site as well. But uh, that's Albanese's Roadhouse right there on Blue Mound Road near Brookfield in the Waukesha area. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers reviewed the tape of their win Sunday night over the Bears, featuring nearly 200 yards rushing by Aaron Jones and Quadzilla, A.J. Dillon.
2: You know, we knew we knew what it was going to be coming to this rivalry game. Uh, especially uh, with the Bears, always going to be one of those, kind of got to strap up your chin strap, bring your lunch pail to work. Uh, for me, you know, that being my brother, to be able to block for him to get him in the end zone, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome feeling. Defense played their ass off today. Um, definitely gave us, you know, a lot of momentum. You know, just feeding off them in certain situations. That goal line stand was huge. Momentum of the game, so You know, it's awesome when the teams uh, collectively hitting like that uh, really works out.
1: Quarterback Aaron Rodgers says it was good the two running backs stepped it up.
2: I didn't play great, you know. I feel like the stats look a little better than the game. You know, the standard I set for myself is pretty high. I feel like it is attainable, and my definition of success, I feel like, rests uh, gently on my my shoulders and my ego. But but I missed some throws that I should never miss, and, and there were some opportunities for... More points out there. I mean, I feel like the ball to Allen on the right uh, sideline on the first drive is a ball I should hit.
1: Are the Packers thinking it's time to turn the 38-year-old quarterback into more of a type of game manager? Packers head coach Matt LeFleur. He's definitely not a game manager because there's so much that we put on his shoulders in terms of him getting us into the right place. I mean, that, that takes a lot you know running
0: around i thought early on it felt like the rush was kind of getting to him a little bit i mean we didn't have great protection he he does so much for this football team and just the way he leads our guys and i thought he played outstanding
1: that's matt lafleur in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show
0: Show We continue on, and uh, you're going to be uh, kicking one back after listening to this program via the podcast because of the 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 discussion of uh, cheating in chess using anal beads. You may want to down yourself a bottle of wine. (laughs) Our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery, they're like, look, we're fun in a bottle, but we're not about beads in a butt, just an FYI. But uh, they uh, go to Forgotten Fire Winery (laughs) Forgottenfirewinery.com. That is Forgottenfirewinery.com. And if you go there to the uh, actual winery in Peshtigo, make sure you drop our name and you get yourself a discount. And uh, if you're not looking for it, to, if you're not going to be there, look for it in uh, grocery stores, wine stores, and liquor stores as well. That's Forgottenfirewinery.com. Hey, Ben, I have had numerous people say it's got to be either uh, the barbecue sauce from Robert Specialty Meats or the barbecue sauce from our guys at Burn Pit Barbecue that you have to be doused in. I just uh, checked my phone, and I had three or four texts that say, you got to get it sponsored. So I mean, not only will people like, I uh, want to be next to you as that guy, but uh, then you, you know, or you could find, as as one of them put it, you could do it in uh, the big red hot sauce, because then you're talking about the big red W, but uh, they would say, there's that guy, and you're getting paid for it along the way.
1: Okay. Um, I don't know. That may be expensive, Uh only if it can be expense to the company, you know. I don't want money coming out of my pocket for this. Well, if it's sponsored, we would have to
0: get, you know we would have to get uh, you know, vats of sauce from from uh you know from the from the client.
1: Yeah, or maybe, you know, in the future you watch Monday Night Football without thinking of me getting doused in condiments. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm 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 going with that. I could see a
0: good Sunday night watch party or a Saturday night watch party as the Buckeyes host the Badgers and what is the uh, the main thing to be seen? People show up early at say the Red Zone or Monks or whatever and there is Ben Kenny completely covered head to toe in barbecue sauce. I could see that.
1: Going to be out of town this weekend, so <laughs> that changes things.
0: He also goes on to say that uh, the Ropers were the worst television show of all time. I don't know why he threw that in, but the Ropers. Do you remember that show, the Ropers? No. I was it either. about chess? No, no. <laughs> just no. It was a spinoff of uh, Three's Company, but I don't know why he threw in the worst TV show of all time. But uh, I, I, some of these things that he sent me a link and some of these shows, I don't even remember these shows. There's a show called Homeboys in Outer Space. I don't even remember that. You know, I, I, a lot of these shows are just old. Couldn't. I was just kind of breezing through the links there, and but uh, yeah, a lot of these shows I don't even remember. That's one of those goofy things where it says, "Do you remember this?" And then you got to click through like fifty links to actually get to what you were what you were looking for. But uh, boy, a lot of these shows, I I have no clue. They must have run one time, and that was about the extent of it. So there was one called like the family or praise the family or something. Andrew Dice Clay as a family man, father which if you know who Andrew Dice Clay is, there's just like no way. That ain't happening. Uh, coming up tomorrow, what do we got tomorrow on the program? We got, uh, by the way, again, tomorrow night we're going to be at the Mecca, downtown Milwaukee in the Deer District with uh, the uh, the huddle coming up 6 to 8 tomorrow night. That is a uh, going to be with our friends from Bud Light. So we're looking forward to that. Tomorrow, uh, Mark Schofield uh, is going to be joining us. And a pro football focus, Ben Brown is going to be here. Mark Schofield, by the way, uh, starting 11 a.m., Every Wednesday, going to be joining us. So he's got his he's got his post now. That's the way he wants to go. So we're going to get Mark on the program with us tomorrow. Also, Packers back in the practice field tomorrow. We're going to hear from Matt Lafleur. Going to hear from Aaron Rodgers, and uh, get into uh, any discussion that then stems from some of their comments. We could hear uh, maybe from Tom Brady tomorrow as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also. Going to be back at practice tomorrow, so we'll continue to break down the National Football League and maybe uh, try to find some more points of view regarding the Badgers and the Ohio State Buckeyes coming up. you got the Brewers taking on the New York Mets, and the Mets have now clinched. Do they have a hangover and the Brewers get a win? Brewers right now two and a half games back in the wild card standings. Can the Brewers... And the season is just completely unraveled. But can the Brewers... If by chance they do make the playoffs, do they have enough to get a series? Just to get a series, just, just to give you some hope that, you know, there's there's things that are trending in the right direction. Or here's the other aspect of this, and I think this tomorrow might be a good dis- discussion. Uh, and this came to me, uh, I can't remember who put it up there on the Bud Light stream a while ago, so I apologize, but said, is it better that the Brewers don't make the playoffs? Because, God forbid, they do and they win a series, it will give us all false hope for next year without making changes. And that's, that's something to think about. Because this team, we've talked about the same problems all season long. If they get into the postseason and win a series, then does management go, no, see, we told you, they're a good team. They, we're, we're good. We're only one player away. I, I, I don't know. You, I think you always hope for your team to make the postseason, but in this particular case, do you kind of hope that your team doesn't? We'll get into that discussion tomorrow as well. That'll do it. That'll do it. Good stuff today. Funny stuff today. Oh, my God. And if you uh, didn't catch it, go back, check out the podcast, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. You can also track us down over there on Google Podcasts, everything at thebillmichaels.com, thebillmichaels.com. And you can find uh, all the hours there as well. Until then, time for us to get out of here. Have a great one. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.